0: Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris from PleasureMechanics.com, and on this podcast, we have honest and explicit, passionate and compassionate conversations about sex, sexuality, love, relationships, our bodies, and most of all, pleasure. We have been the Pleasure Mechanics since 2006. And we love being in conversation with you all, our global community of more than 10,000 pleasure seekers. We are so grateful that you are here with us. We have been slower to produce new podcast episodes recently. As I record this, it is mid-December 2020. And we are all coming to the end of just an extraordinary year of upheaval of the global pandemic of change and just so much loss and grief, but also new hope and possibility, perhaps dawning on the horizon, um, as my forever optimist mind wants to think. And we have been slowing down production and of new episodes a little bit as we deal with our own overwhelm um, and riding through this year. But instead, we've been doing a lot of the back end work on our website and archiving some of the first 200 podcast episodes, because now that we're approaching 400 podcast episodes, the first 200 are unavailable on most podcast feeds. So we are doing the work of archiving them and organizing them by theme in our members-only resource pods that are part of the benefits of being one of our Pleasure Pod members. The Pleasure Pod is our new membership offering where you can support this show and the work Charlotte and I do as the Pleasure Mechanics by making a small monthly donation and becoming part of our inner circle you can find that at pleasuremechanics.com/pod. If you are ready to join and support our work here in this world, you will find some of our best first 200 podcast episodes organized by topics such as erotic communication, change, climax, and orgasm. And as we go through our archives, we are bringing new episodes into those members-only resource pods uh, every week. You'll also get access to our new Pleasure Practices Library, where we share with you some of our foundational pleasure practices that Charlotte and I do almost every day or ongoing um, to live a life filled with more pleasure, joy, and connection. And those are solo practices and partnered practices. And recently, we have been reorganizing our website and looking through some of the testimonials you have shared with us over the years and we are just blown away by the 14 years of service and commitment um, this community has had to one another, us to you and you to us. So thank you for bringing us into our 15th year as the Pleasure Mechanics. It's pretty amazing. Um, we recently built a tool to help you share your wins, your breakthroughs, your aha moments with us. We love getting those emails from you. And so we wanted to organize a um, cleaner way for you to do that. So go to pleasuremechanics.com wins. And share your success stories with us. Let us know what episodes have touched your heart, what uh, techniques and strategies you've engaged with, and what has caused you to move forward on your pathway to more pleasure and embodiment and enjoyment of your sexuality. Yeah, so that's pleasuremechanics.com wins. And one of the first responses that came in when we shared this with the community um, was just really incredibly moving and inspired today's episode. So I'm going to read their submission and then we're going to encore an episode that originally aired at the very beginning of 2016, so five years ago. Um, and it's all about how to love sex again, how to love sex again. And it's a beautiful episode when I re-listened to it, inspired by this, uh, community submission. Uh, I was crying and I really felt like it's what I needed to hear to have more hopefulness and focus and direction, uh, to love sex again myself. Uh, these have been some really hard years and I have lost a little touch with, how much I used to love and deeply engage with eroticism every day Um, and so I'm going to be following my own advice and Charlotte's advice in this episode. Um, What I also loved about this episode is Charlotte is really the rock star of this episode and shares so much of her incredible wisdom as a woman who loves sex so fully. Um, So I kind of fell in love with her all over again while listening to this episode and just really... um went and gave her this huge hug and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, you're so amazing. So I wanted to share it with you again. Um, We will be encoring some of our favorite episodes as we go through this archiving process of organizing and curating the first 200 episodes of Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. And I just want to thank you again for sustaining us and for um, being with us as a community you know, Pleasure Mechanics is just Charlotte and I. It's always been just Charlotte and I uh, doing everything from building the websites, producing the courses, doing the video shoots, uh, producing this podcast, and it's really been the adventure of our lifetime to uh, offer this work to the world in this way. So we are so grateful that you are all here and sustaining us as a community. We really appreciate it. If you love this show and want to support us, please go to pleasuremechanics.com slash love to find out ways to do that. All right, here is the submission that inspired today's Encore episode. So this community member has been with us for three or more years, and they say they found us through a Google search, and this is what they shared. I had tears in my eyes and no hope in my heart when I searched something like Will I Ever Love Sex Again?, and found your podcast episode called Love Sex Again. I know the title because I still have it saved on my phone. Even though you were answering someone else's question, I felt like you were talking only to me. I remember sobbing my way through it, then listening to it all over again. You calmly named all of my fears and then pointed the way towards what I wanted, to love sex again with my husband. I followed your voices like a map and I am so thankful to report my husband and I are having the best sex of our lives, even better in some ways than those lusty first years I longed for. Better because it is more interesting, because we know one another's bodies and it can explore new things with so much trust. Thank you for all you helped us unlock together. When I think back on how hopeless I was when I found you on that Google search, I am just so thankful that you were there to be found. <laughs> um, make me cry all over again. Um, I am so thankful we are there to be found as well. Um, we love knowing that our resources are reaching people right when they need them. Um, so here is the episode that this beloved community member found. And in honor of her, I am naming it, Will I Ever Love Sex Again?, And if you've been wondering that question uh, or if you've just been longing for a more exciting, loving relationship with your sex life again, I hope you find something here. All right. This is Chris from PleasureMechanics.com. Here is an encore episode of Speaking of Sex, episode number 160, originally shared in January 2016 and brought to you now December 2020. We will be back with you soon with new episodes of Speaking of Sex, and you can find all of our resources at our forever home, PleasureMechanics.com. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I loved listening to it again. We'll see you soon. Cheers.
1: Hi, and welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we offer our expert advice so you can have an amazing sex life. Let's get started by reading a letter we received from a listener named Rachel. Charlotte will get us started. Dear Pleasure Mechanics,
2: my husband recently shared with me that he has been listening to your podcast for about a year. I was hesitant at first, but once I started listening, I got hooked, and now I'm trying to catch up with all of your episodes. Here's my question, and it is a big one Will I ever love sex again? When my husband and I first got together, we barely got out of bed, and I loved having sex with him. But after 15 years of marriage, it has become predictable and boring. I do it once in a while to please him, but it just feels stale. I know he is trying. Listening to you guys is one way he is trying to learn more, and he is willing to try new things. But basically, I just don't love it anymore. I long for that feeling of being so in love and loving sex with him. Is there any way to get that feeling back? Thanks, Rachel." Well, that is a big question.
1: Wow, so first, what does it even mean to love sex? To love sex again. She's longing for that feeling. And I think we need to separate out the lustiness and the passion of a new relationship With that feeling of loving sex, because that's a feeling I think that's accessible to all of us at different stages of our lives at different stages of our relationships, the idea of being in love with your sex life and loving sex, enjoying sex, looking forward to it. So that's what I want to focus on. I want to separate out that idea of that passionate first stage of a relationship because honestly you can't get that back. It's only really available when you're falling in love with someone for the first time and we shouldn't try to recreate that. I think that's a dead end. But how do we fall in love with sex again and again at different stages and with a partner of 5, 10, 15 years? What does it mean to love sex?
2: Well, I think it's essential that we understand, as you're saying, that sex it evolves, that our experience of how we connect and how we fuck or make love shifts and alters over the years. So we have to let it be a dynamic, changing experience and not want what we used to have or settle for what we currently have, mm. but have it be... <laughs> But have it be something that we let evolve. And that can only happen when we are aware of and paying attention to our own erotic needs and desires in the moment. Because they are shifting. And if we assume that we're the same people now than we were a year ago or two years ago, you're going to be missing out on what you could be experiencing right now.
1: So we are defining loving sex, if I'm hearing you correctly, as... Having our current erotic needs met, enjoying sex, feeling a lot of physical pleasure, and feeling emotionally satisfied with our sex lives. So to sum it up, to be physically, emotionally, and spiritually fulfilled by sex is to be in love with sex. Can we do that?
2: I think that's great. I mean, that's a big, it's a big
1: definition, but Mm. we're not afraid of that here. (laughs) Let's go for (laughs) it. So how do we love sex again? I think the first thing we need to do to fall in love with sex again, no matter where you're at in your erotic journey, is to let go of any obligations and never have any kind of sex, especially penetrative sex, but never have sex that you don't want to be having.
2: Yeah, this is essential. The body knows if you are not interested in sex. If we're doing it because... out of obligation to our partner, you're doing yourself and your partner a disservice. Because the body registers any kind of penetration as violation, as... If you're not into it. Excuse me, absolutely, if you're not into it. And... It, it's kind of creating low-level trauma in your body, to be honest, and you just don't want to do that because it will create more resentment and you'll be less and less interested in sex because your body won't respond with pleasure.
1: So what do you think? A lot of experts say, yeah, it's fine to have sex you don't want to be having once in a while, to please your partner, to fulfill your marital obligation, to keep your partner interested so they don't have an affair. Like A lot of sex experts actually recommend... Having sex if you're not in the mood, especially to women who are assumed to have a lower libido, which is not always true. But they say go ahead and let yourself be fucked if you're not in the mood. What? Well, I, think,
2: I think that's bullshit. Hmm and i think (laughs) call it out yeah i think that's i think that's dangerous advice yes i think that it is reasonable to try to i think when you get married there is some agreement to try and fulfill one another sexually it is an unspoken vow that i believe we all take when we say we want to get married so i think wanting to have some kind of sexual connection is important So I think that pushing yourself when you really feel like you're not in the mood to connect sexually in some way is a reasonable request within a relationship. So that could look like, I'm not really in the mood, honey, but I'm open to cuddling. Can you scratch my back? I don't really feel like having intercourse.
1: Or why don't you masturbate and I will watch and egg you on and play with your nipples a little bit, or kiss you while you stroke yourself. There's so many options to try out as an alternative to intercourse that doesn't create what you are calling that low-level trauma of allowing yourself to be fucked when you're not in the mood. And I think exercising those options A, makes it possible to have more kinds of sex more often, which is great for your relationship, and it allows you to only have that penetrative, intense kind of sex when you're really excited about it, which will mean you'll enjoy it more, which is a great step to loving sex again. So that is step one. Our absolute recommendation to fall in love with sex again, do not have any kind of penetrative or intense forms of sex if you are not fully in the mood and excited about it.
2: But being able to do that presupposes that you understand and that you get that sex can be more than just intercourse, which is a big myth to undo or a big um, cultural learning that we have to undo. To, to get that you can have a sexual connection that can be satisfying and fulfilling that doesn't necessarily include penetrative sex. It also involves being authentic and being honest about your sexual needs in that moment, which is a high level skill to be honest with yourself and your body and to be able to communicate that of, I'm not actually up for that right now, but can we try X, Y, or Z?
1: So, or Z, as some <laughs> on this
2: side of the ocean
1: say. So... But this is podcast is the training ground for erotic Jedi. may it be so So I think yeah we've talked about those things in the past. I think you definitely need to broaden your definition of sex and let's assume that we all are capable of this kind of communication and especially if you want to be absolutely in love with your sex life these are fundamental foundational skills to master I'll and mean. it takes some time. So you're respecting your body, you're not having sex that you don't want to be having. The next step is to make sure the sex you are having is amazing. And of course, this topic is way beyond the scope of one podcast. All of our podcasts, all of the resources we create are dedicated to helping you have the most amazing, most arousing, interesting sex you possibly can have so take advantage of those resources i love that you are catching up on the podcast we have what 160 60. episodes now which is a lot of listening i hope you have a lot of chores or walks or commute time. Um, Listen to the podcast. You can go through and look at topics that interest you. You can use, we have a sex index on our website, so you can zip right to the pages that are dedicated to the topics most interesting to you now. And of course, we have our mastery online courses when you're ready to go deep and learn new skills and get these skills into your body so you can be a more competent, confident lover. And this stage cannot be underestimated because, of course, you can't love your sex life if the sex you're having is kind of meh, kind of mediocre. And sadly... We are not trained in this culture to be erotic Jedi, to fulfill that erotic potential we are all born with. And so we have to learn, we have to dedicate some time to learning new sexual skills to become masterful lovers. And when you do this, when you take on sex as a hobby, as something you're excited to learn about, as something you're prioritizing and dedicating some time and resources to then a whole new world of possibilities opens up to you because otherwise you're just kind of recreating the same things over and over again. And this is what we get so many emails about, routines, rut, boring sex. We hear these words over and over again and the solution is to take on learning new sexual skills and making that sex you're having more arousing, more fun, more interesting and ultimately more fulfilling.
2: And that can look like so many different things for different couples. Some people will want to learn how to relax more, and couples massage is going to be awesome for them. Some people are going to want to learn how to touch the genitals with more skill and confidence. And foreplay mastery fits that perfectly and will give you everything you need to know and, and then some people want to just get crazy and have a
1: choose-your-own-adventure <laughs> and
2: get really... Let's get loco! <laughs> uh,
1: what does that mean, get crazy? No, you
2: know what I mean, like, get kinky. Uh-huh. And Get
1: more creative.
2: Create your sex as a choose-your-own-adventure, break taboos. Play with power play and
1: sensation play.
2: Yes. All of that kinky sex mastery is for you and has all of that so it depends what your erotic goals are and what your needs are to fulfill what it is you are craving right now in your sex life Mm -hmm. because that's what it's all about when we're talking about fulfilling ourselves in all these different areas of life it really involves having some reflection and feeling into your body and saying what do i crave because you can't, that's how you're going to find fulfilling sex. What do you want right now? Sometimes, you know, we just had a kid, well, a year, a year plus <laughs> ago, but we are in a stage that is very different than when we first got together. We are interested in gentle massage and being nourished and being tended to. Our crazy sex party, kinky <laughs> days are a behind and ahead. On New Year's
1: Eve, we were <laughs> lying around and being like, do you remember when? New Year's Eve meant going out at midnight and raging into all hours of morning and now here we are in our pajamas, cuddling with our kid and feeling totally satisfied. Well, I'm having a dance party with our little kid and it's awesome. And so,
2: you know, this and it, but I feel fulfilled
1: uh-huh. um, because
2: this is where, this is where we're at and that is being authentic and true to where we're at right now.
1: But will this be our sex life for no, the rest of our life? I will cry with boredom if this is <laughs> what, where we're at in
2: five years, right? But right now it feels just perfect. Yeah. So you just have to, you have to be where we where you're at and authenticity is really important and it's always changing so what do you crave butt massage is what i'm craving these days
1: noted (laughs) and that process of checking in about what you're craving is both a personal process and then a dialogue with your partner and being really honest And you might find that you're in two different places and there's some negotiation, or you might find that you're totally on the same page and you're ready to sign up for an erotic mastery course and spend some evenings learning new skills and make dates and schedule them in order to practice. And that that is going to be what you need to wake up your sex life and fall in love with your sex life again but also fall deeper in love with each other because what we know for sure is that learning any new skill together is one of the proven methods for strengthening your marriage and falling deeper in love and that can be dancing or woodworking or bird watching but why not sex? Double whammy there. You get to learn a new skill and strengthen your erotic life. And doing that will strengthen your relationship. And you'll open up new channels of communication. And it's basically awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Truth. Another level of falling in love with sex is confronting any residual shame and guilt you have about sex. We all carry residues of this just from living in the culture we live in, from being told the messages we're told about sex that sex is dirty, that it's hedonistic, that it makes you selfish if you want to focus too much on sex, that you're too fat or too thin or too small or too big or too hairy or whatever. Or too old. We're too old to enjoy sex when we know that actually some of the best sex you're going to have is in your 50s and 60s. Um, But we get all these messages and we have to constantly be doing the work of confronting the messages that are holding us back and purging those toxic messages from our system in order to give ourselves permission to love sex. Like, what does that really mean on a fundamental level to be able to say out loud, I love sex. I love my sex life. I give myself permission to enjoy huge amounts of pleasure. I'm multi-orgasmic. I spend time having sex. I spend time learning about sex. And to be able to say that even to yourself, is a huge radical step when we live in the culture we live in that tells you so many negative things about your sexuality. So this is a big topic, again, but really register that, that to love sex you have to continuously cleanse yourself of the toxins of shame and guilt.
2: Yeah, it's an ongoing process that we all have to do if we want to have a great sex life. It is just, it's an emotional practice of pulling out those, of pulling out those toxic ideas and continuing to give yourself permission to let yourself feel pleasure, that it is okay and right to feel joy in your body, that wanting to have sex and wanting to feel good is safe and good for you and healthy and doesn't make you worthless or slutty or a sex fiend all of these ideas are just swirling about us all the time. And we just have to reject them.
1: Yeah, and you're going to confront them in different moments when maybe you're getting a massage from your partner. And in your head, you're distracted. Like, am I taking too long? Does my partner really into this? Are they getting tired? And it's only been 10 minutes of massage. But you are bumping up against those messages that you are not worthy of being pampered and being treated with so much care and affection. And that is a message of shame activating in your body. Or maybe you want to sit down with your partner and ask them about kinky sex, and you've had fantasies about being submissive or being dominant. You've wanted to play with power play all your life, but you've never said this out loud. And that process of speaking it out loud is terrifying to you. That is a message of shame and guilt activating in your body, preventing you from asking for what you you want so it can come up in all of these different ways and you need to notice when it comes up confront it start looking at where you received those messages is that your own baggage is that your family baggage is it religious baggage like where did that come from and then confront it directly by giving yourself radical permission to have an amazing sex life and If you need support, you can write to us and we will give you permission to say these things out loud. We will give you permission to have even more pleasure in your life because you need to really take on this attitude that sex is a positive, healthy thing. And that is an ongoing process. It's a lifetime of work. But the more you do it, the easier it gets because you notice, oh, I've spoken my fantasy out loud. I've told my partner what I want. And the world didn't end. They didn't judge me. We were able to have a conversation about it. And the more you do that, the easier it gets. And the more you receive pleasure and you notice that your partner's really aroused by your pleasure, the easier that gets. So as we do these things, we shed these layers of shame and guilt and the process becomes smoother.
2: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so I think there is this process also of just really taking in what does it mean to be a person who loves sex? What does that look like in your everyday life? What does that look like within your relationship? And how do you prioritize it as part of your life? Because great sex doesn't just happen. You're not going to go about your daily life without thinking about sex and then fall into the bedroom and have the most amazing sex of your life. Just like you're never going to walk up to a canvas and paint a masterpiece without getting into the practice of being an artist so if you want to love sex if you want to become an erotic jedi if you want to become a masterful lover then it takes a daily practice of being someone who loves sex and i'm going to turn this over to charlotte because she is (laughs) someone who loves sex more than anyone i've met in my life can you give us a few examples of what that looks like as you walk about your daily life
2: gosh Well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I think it involves letting pleasure be a source of joy and fuel in your life it's saying yes to pleasure as often as you can taking another moment when you're doing anything in your regular life that is pleasurable and really soaking in that joy and pleasure and letting your body enjoy it
1: and we knew this and we knew this from your daily life but then we started reading the science behind it and it's actually scientifically proven that the more you experience pleasure the easier it becomes to trigger those hormones in your body and I love reading that because it means that this is a biological thing that you can prime your body for more pleasure by experiencing pleasure and really experiencing those sensual pleasures in your daily life so this isn't some like oh like activate your sensuality Mm -hmm. woo woo bullshit like this is a proven strategy that science supports That if you experience pleasure in your daily life, it'll become easier to experience pleasure in the bedroom.
2: Which is so awesome. And you're carrying your body around everywhere. We are sensual beings, so experiencing life through your senses as much as possible is strengthening those channels so that when you're in the bedroom, you're already lit up, you're alive, your body is nourished, and so you can feel more. I think that taking care of your body, I don't mean in terms of like getting a pedicure or what it looks like on the outside, but taking care of how you feel in your body is really important because the more we are stretched, we're relaxed, we've removed tension from our body, the more physical room there is in our body for pleasure. This is a fact
1: So you stretch, you do self-massage, you do meditation practices as often as you can as a new mother and you really make space and time for that. So instead of watching TV at the end of the day... You have this beautiful little zone in our bedroom, and you sit with yourself, and you do some self-care practices.
2: Yeah, at the end of the night, I don't—I haven't watched TV since our baby was born, so it's been about a year plus. Absolutely, instead, I will lie on our sheepskin, and I will stretch my pelvis, I will move my body, I will massage my shoulders, I'll massage my feet, I will touch my body... Um, it's it, it feels so different to me, to be able to be resourced so that I can be present for our daughter, so I can be present for you. When I take care of myself in this way, I'm, I just am more available to feel joy and to feel connected because my body feels relaxed and present. It's a way of getting out of my head and into my hips and into my body. and it just I feel emotionally better. I feel physically better. It's just, it's just so much better. And I'm not judging watching TV. You can stretch and do all these things in front of TV. I used to do that yeah. <laughs> um, back in the day. So it's about integrating these really small physical practices into your everyday life. It doesn't have to take more time. It's just putting the attention onto your body.
1: And to wrap up, what is the attitude of loving sex? Like, if you're in conversation with some of your girlfriends and the topic of sex comes up, like, how do you represent yourself as a woman who loves sex? How does that get articulated in your friendships and in your conversations with the world?
2: I think that as women, it is so common to judge yourself. To badmouth yourself, and I think first of all you just don't do that.
1: And I'm, judge other people. Yeah, yeah.
2: Don't waste your energy or time or emotions on that. Stop becoming a woman that's like, God, I look so fat. God, I feel so old. I don't know. All of those sort of self-talk. It's normalised to talk that way to ourselves and to each other, and to to, to commiserate with other ladies and other other women about. How fat and bloated and all those conversations, just scratch them from your life. What a waste of time. (laughs) I think that have no mercy with that kind of self-sabotage. I think eliminate it and then be somebody who encourages other people to feel good about themselves. To reflect back to people when they say that something makes them feel good and encourage them to do more of it. Become somebody who's permission-giving to yourself and to the women around you and the men To enjoy life and look for pleasure and ways to include pleasure in life together. Become someone that creates occasions with people around you that makes life more fun and (laughs) connected.
1: So what you're really talking about is becoming a pleasure giver and a pleasure bringer and that your attitude and what you choose to focus on, what you choose to talk about is about the good stuff. And you are not someone who avoids talking about painful or emotionally hard topics, but you do so in a productive way, in a supportive way. You don't bitch and whine about life's petty grievances. And one of the things I love about you is like, even when we're in the car and someone cuts me off and I'm driving and I'm like, oh, what a Fucking douchebag. Just cut me off. You'll be like, maybe they have a really important meeting to get to, honey. <laughs> You know, or if someone budges in line, you'll be like, well, they must be really in a rush for an important reason. Like, you always give people, even strangers who are being rude, the benefit of the doubt. You look for the highest good in people, and it really changes how we live our lives. And after nine years plus of being with you, it changes how I see the world. And instead of looking for what's wrong and for the bad, you start looking for the good and giving people a generous spirit and I think this really comes from your love of sexuality (laughs) and pleasure and being someone who is so filled up with joy and has such an enormous capacity for pleasure that you have it to share with others. And I think this is part of what we're talking about here. And this is part of what confronts that message of enjoying sex and loving sex, being hidden, hedonistic and selfish is that when you accept pleasure in a really authentic way and live in authentic sexuality, you actually become a better person, a better lover, a better spouse, a better parent, a better friend, a better coworker. And your love, your joy, your pleasure spills out and you have more to share with the world. And imagine what kind of world we'd live in if we all took this on and had more joy to share with the people in our lives. Just imagine it.
2: It's a beautiful vision.
1: And it's one of the reasons I love you so much.
2: Okay. Thanks, I don't know how this whole episode became like... uh...
1: You are someone that really loves sex, and you are a woman who loves sex shamelessly and fearlessly and in a really authentic way, and you've taught me so much about what it means to love sex, so I thought we'd share some of your wisdom. Well,
2: thank you, I very much appreciate it. (laughs) I
1: sprung it on you. (laughs)
2: I feel very loved (laughs) and appreciated. (laughs)
1: All right, so we hope that these strategies will help you transform your relationship to sexuality and get out of your ruts and fall in love with sex again. And I think this is a beautiful episode to start 2016 with, and we have so much good coming to you this year. We have lots of little plans we are hatching eggs we are sitting on to bring you even more resources for a more pleasurable life so be sure to subscribe to this podcast come on over to pleasuremechanics.com and be a part of our community you can join our newsletter on any page of pleasuremechanics.com you'll see the sign up for that be in touch with us and let us know what you are struggling with what your questions are And we will bring you personalized sex advice in 2016 because we are here for you. We are dedicated to your sexual pleasure, to helping you fall in love with sex again and supporting you no matter where you are at in your own erotic journey. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers. Cheers.